I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza. I'm Alan Rickards. Your last name is Rickard? And we are the hosts of Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Hi, I'm Jason Klom. Gaziza, I'm Alan Rickard. And this is Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast. Hi, Alan. Hey, Jason. We haven't done this in a while. I know. And we probably won't do it for a while because you're getting married. What? Yeah, you didn't. You didn't. Oh, God, you didn't know? When is it happening? I think it's like next next week. Oh, shut up. I'm not kidding. Did you? It's like the. It's like next week. No. Yeah, Alan, it's. No. Alan. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Alan! No, no, Alan! <laughs> Alan's, Alan's getting married. Okay, uh, we- <laughs> and he said, "I'm going to be his best man." If I remember correctly, right, Alan? I'm totally going to be your best man. Of course, yep. oh, you're actually yep. you are best, doing best you man. are doing something that I haven't told you yet. Oh, yeah, you haven't really. I'm not really his best man. It's because Alan doesn't like me. It's fine. <laughs> There's oh. another male voice in the room, by the way. Yeah, the, I'm sorry. The best man thing. Oh, he kind yeah. of already, for me, he promised this oh. situation. Oh, I see. I see how it is. Adam so. Grimes, our special guest, is apparently now Alan's best man. Yeah, okay. that's, that's... He asked me to. What the fuck? Yeah, that's just too... We're like duo best men. Yeah. Jen's not even a real person. She lives on the ether. Can you invite her to be your best man? I'm there in spirit. Yeah. Always. You're we just leave a space for exactly. the spirit, and then she comes down, and... Uh, Wow. Enters the uh, <clears throat> bridal party. Song Remain the Same. <laughs> Season 2, episode 14. First also aired a great, great yes. Zeppelin album. Is it? Yes. Cool. Wait, that wasn't a whole album. Was it? it was just a song. Right? I don't know. It was a song. Anyway. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> uh, first anyway, aired. Adam Grimes. Adam Grimes. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. I was kidding about the best man thing. I, I am <laughs> the least best man. <laughs> That's not true. I am an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm an indifferently... Okay, man. You're the guy. you're the adequate man. Adequate, like, yeah. <laughs> Bursting with adequacity. Adequacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, you know, before we get into this, which by the way, I did air April. Nope, February eighteenth, nineteen ninety six. Um, I I do want to first of all, I think we should start renaming these episodes in ways that are make them understandable. So for the future, you know, you know, us fans okay. could talk about them. But Matthew goes to New Hampshire. Sure, that sounds good. <laughs> Um, but our, our guest Adam Grimes. So we met. I met you. I, through I think a we should game. call it the Morning Zoo on K Crab with Boogeyman in the game. Boogerman in the game. Oh, oh Boogerman. Oh, I good. wrote really fast and messy. That's fine. But that is a good episode. That is a, so. Adam Grimes. We know you from a drinking game. I don't mm-hmm. know. A- Alan, did you know him before a drinking game? No, I'm pretty yeah. sure that was what. And you know what? Mm-hmm. Uh, the three of us mm-hmm. have not done a non-live project since mm-hmm. uh making a milk spiller last year that's February. true that is true where can people find that alan the uh YouTube? youtube just type in making a milk spiller a mm-hmm. parody of making a murderer mm-hmm. it's a hilarious sketch and these two are absolutely hilarious in it so uh take a gander a look make sure you see the do- the uh, netflix show first otherwise if you want to if you want to see me struggle through trying to remember lines <laughs> go ahead we go edited ahead. it together so you would never know yep. so he just shouldn't have said that uh, no, i'm so sorry <laughs> so adam what's your experience with news radio this is one of those things we mm-hmm. discovered backstage at drinking game that you like this show yeah uh, you know uh 
it just it became my absolute favorite sitcom of all time. Um, I, I eventually bought a couple of, of seasons of Scrubs mm-hmm. um, in my life, but mm-hmm. basically news radio is the only show ever that I actually purchased on DVD mm-hmm. and had the entire collection and watched them multiple times. Yeah. I've never done that with another show in my entire life. Right. Yeah. I just was obsessed with the characters, the the um, the sort of like crazy episodes, the non-sequitur episodes they would just throw in. Um, I mean, it was just such a profoundly funny and different show, and I've always loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what, when did you, did you discover it when it was like new or did you discover it when it was being syndicated? No, it was when it was airing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had some college buddies and, uh, and we, we used to tune in and every Sunday we were watching Simpsons and X-Files and all mm-hmm. of a sudden, you know, then we were all rooming together and then all of a sudden we started to hear about the news radio Yeah, and that became another important night that we all had to sit down yeah. together and watch it. <laughs> of course, episode. whatever night that ended up being, because sometimes it was Thursday and then sometimes it was maybe Wednesday. Yeah. And they kept... It was all over the place. Yeah. yeah you couldn't. Yeah. You couldn't keep track. No, you really was, couldn't. Especially season five was the worst to try to keep track of. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It, <laughs> absolutely. it didn't get the network respect that maybe it deserved in That's some true. ways. That is true. Adam, so what's what's your first memory of News Radio? Do you remember like the first one you saw? Like how early in it was? I don't. Uh, well, no. I mean, I'm pretty sure I saw, I think I saw the the first episode. Yeah? Wow. yeah. Shit. Lucky you. That's I think awesome. so. Were you in love right, right from the get-go, or did it take I, a couple? I think it, it, I, th- I think it was a slow burn. I really liked it, and then I think I lost track of it for a while, mm-hmm. and then somehow circled back, and then was like really bummed that I had missed some, and um, eventually when they were released. Or no, I think at that time, we had friends, we were all recording them on VHS tapes. Oh, sure. So we just had the stacks of TV recorded VHS Shit. tapes. So that's what <laughs> we were trying to get our mitts on, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'm old, folks. <laughs> it's okay, we're all old. This is, we're, it's okay, it's a show of a certain generation. It's like that show with Ray Romano on it. That's what this is. This is that show. Men of a pod- certain age? Yeah, yeah, but it's the podcast. Okay. Oh, oh, professional Jason didn't turn his phone That's off. all right. That's all right. All right. Uh, Beep, bleep, blorp. Yeah, oh. I, th- I think this is the only uh, sitcom I've ever owned on DVD with, with a laugh track. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. What other shows do you own, Alan? I, well, Arrested Development is probably the only other okay. sitcom I can think of. And then it's all adult animation, like Futurama and such. Oh, okay. Adult animation. And, you know, porn, like animation. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So some hentai stuff. Yeah. Some great tentacle porn yeah. going on. Yeah. Four boobies. <laughs> Don't know where the boobies are, but they're somewhere on that body. Sure. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, never, anyway. never recorded over <laughs> tentacle porn. Never. Mm, no. Um, well, mm. see, I don't watch a lot of modern uh, sitcoms. Do they still use laugh tracks? There are some. Yeah. I think like, it's getting less and less, but I mean. Except in Britain, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they are oh, still big fans of that. Yeah. But your Big Bang theories, they've at least got a, a live audience. They have the actual audience. So, yeah. what show was I in the audience? What the hell's the name of this fucking show that was. Well. I guess I'll say the name of it, and then I won't give my opinion of it. The Great Indoors. Uh, th- this was one that I went to that was a three-camera or five-camera, whatever they are now. And uh, that that had a, a live audience. Mm-hmm. Live cameras. live is relative because we were there for five hours while they recorded this fucking thing. It's a long time. Oh, God, it's the worst. It's the final. I, fi- feel, I, I always feel the show is. I always feel bad for the comedian guy who's supposed to keep oh, yeah. everyone entertained oh, in between. He That's got to be the worst such job. A powerhouse. Our guy that was guy. good. I'll give him oh, credit. Oh, good. You know? That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They can be awkward sometimes. He had mm-hmm. so much energy, and he was mm-hmm. such a cool guy. Yeah. We've seen him before, so. Oh yeah, that's right. He does that midnight too. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember his name. 
There's your plug, guy. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm trying to remember which of these, like, I didn't, like, uh, these show. I don't know how it is for you guys, but these are so, in, like, I, I, I was at work today and had to have these on in the background instead of actually watching them. So, I had these on in the background, and I realized I didn't have to take notes. I mean, I took notes, but I remembered every punchline mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they're so ingrained in my fucking brain. <laughs> Do you find yourself doing that with a show? Like, like, how many times do you think you've seen it? No competition, but I'm just curious. I, I think I've seen the entire, uh, every single episode twice. And I think there's maybe uh-huh. about, uh, maybe about 10. Mm-hmm. I've seen more, and there's probably about two mm-hmm. or three that I've seen a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if it counts. Cane. Like when I, <laughs> you're right, the cane. The cane. The cane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you move that? And the hallucination. Sure. Oh, God, yeah, I know that that's an episode one. that you really like. So hopefully when we when it, when we get to it, You'll be here. If not, we'll revisit it. Okay. We're going to revisit it. I love that episode. We're literally eight minutes and we haven't talked okay, about this episode. It remains yet. the same. <laughs> so, which maybe we call it pranks. That's another good episode. Yes. There are pranks in this episode. Um, so, we start out. So, Adam, the way we normally do it is we, we kind of just basically break down what happens in the episode and talk about it. So, feel free to interrupt us if we, especially if we start to drone on. About the plot too much. Okay, that's your job. Oh, it's my job. I'm your job it. is to make sure. But, but we take out all the humor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just the plot. Yeah, that's exactly okay, right. Thanks. We just and then Bill walks into the room. And, he opens and, the door. Let me stop you right there. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, no but, uh, beginning of this episode, Dave mm-hmm. uh, puts Lisa in charge of the uh, the presidential campaign story. Yes. And uh, what the hell was it? And the garbage strike story. Sure. And basically everything else. Every everything else, <laughs> and, and and but in people are obviously accusing him of favoritism. And then mm-hmm. at one point, Bill That's... says, "I think he's just gonna choose the person who'll do the best job in the sack with him." It's <laughs> 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 just like just open it up you... with a nice Bill singer is always good. And you know th- this episode, uh, Catherine actually had so many like just zingers that just popping in too. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I. Really wish again. Like we've talked about this before, but I wish they would have utilized her a little bit more on this show. Like, yep, infinity, infinity. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just when Dave, because when Dave says there's no favoritism at play, she <laughs> says, "Well, then obviously there's something she's not doing right." I mean, they utilized her well for literally any time somebody need to get smacked. Yeah, but mm-hmm. that was, you know. Not. They gave her a lot of sassy black lady lines, and she knew it. She knew that. Uh, now she's such so, such a good actress. Though. My my one question is because he is giving Lisa every story, but really, who else there is is a reporter? Because I know Matthew, Matthew technically, technically is, is a reporter, but he's not really. Especially, yeah. I, <laughs> I was thinking about that too. And and Catherine and Bill, they're they're anchors. They're but they anchors. don't they don't go out on the field. Mm-hmm. Just... I think Bill used to like in the early episodes, or maybe they just didn't figure out what they were doing with him yet fully. But I remember. Did he ever do any stories? I feel like one of the first episodes they were like fighting over an assignment to go somewhere okay. or and he was also no, maybe I think maybe you're I'm just drugs. thinking of the subway episode that yeah. he was gonna just talk taking control about it on it. air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, I don't think he's ever done it's just Matthew and Lisa, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm you're right. Sure. Um and that, I, I wanna figure out too in season five when we get there what Matthew's actual job is at that point. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> 
kind of is, is he IT? Is he a reporter? He's always right. on his computer. Yeah, that's true. Is he just an a editor? producer? Is he? I don't know. Just... I mean, if you have Lisa, who does at least one and a half people's jobs, mm-hmm. and the only other reporter is Matthew, mm-hmm. well, maybe she is doing his job. I think that's. <laughs> she might be doing two people's jobs. I'm just saying. It's, like he's it just. Is true. Yeah. Mostly worthless. And probably getting paid a quarter of the money as the men. Damn it. It's true. Uh, it is true. Oh. Poor Lisa. She I really hope stuff. she gets paid more than Matthew. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Uh, so, and, and, and so Bill then introduces a, that a Wall Street Journal reporter is going to be coming in to do mm-hmm. a profile on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think what? it's... He's, does, he, does he say why? I think he has some very... Like well, no, he, he probably got the, well, if we find out later, but he probably gets a call out of blue, and he's, mm. he's Bill McNeil, so he's probably just like, oh, well, of course they're going to profile bees on me. Mm-hmm. You're right. Uh, like, we find out later, blah, 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 but in retrospect, yeah, it probably was a call to him, and mm-hmm. he was just very excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> There's probably no question about how you got my phone number either, because he really likes what the phone call's about. So. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> and, and just the ego, just the, oh, mm-hmm. the I, giant ego. <laughs> I love it though because as he's talking about this, Beth just like pops her gum on her face and just starts <laughs> laughing hysterically about how she's swallowed her tongue. It's mm-hmm. But I mean, I, when I was watching that moment, I was like, D- "Was this actually kind of like an outtake that they kept?" In? I know, I know. I've been trying to figure that out myself. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's so perfect. It's, it's hard to distinguish because whenever Joe Rogan laughs and they keep it in, I have a feeling it was just an outtake. But. Mm-hmm. I don't know, Vicky Lewis. She's good. She can do. I don't know. She's <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Whenever she laughs, like on the show, it seems so genuine, and then it's like infectious. Mm-hmm. Like when she, when her character is like amused or like cracking up at something, it's like impossible, like to keep your eyes off of her or to not like like laugh because she's just amazing amazing quick interjection i went to my commercial agents to talk to them and she was sitting on the couch because she was going to be meeting with them as a potential um agents for her and we're sitting there for 20 minutes and so um about four or five minutes into it i just couldn't wait any longer i just said hey big fan and she and i talked for the rest of the 20 minutes straight awesome about all kinds so lovely so kind so funny and 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 then she went off to and said goodbye adam and she left and then i Never saw her again, but it was a wonderful time. That's so good. <laughs> She's really down That's, pretty, that's really awesome. That's uh, <laughs> great. Friend, I'm jealous. Friend of the show, Jeremy Guskin, worked with her on something. Do we know uh, what it was? I, I want to say Till Death, but... Oh, I'm afraid that was probably oh, it. I yeah. think you mm. mentioned that once. Yeah. Um, we we got to get Jeremy on the show, mm-hmm. and we need to have Vicky on the show because she was on my other podcast. Hi, Vicky. Um, <laughs> just saying. I uh, yeah. And then then comes the line that you liked so much, Jen, where she he like he liked the radio station to look more like Edward R. Murrow rather than like the le- like like uh, inheritors of the <laughs> legacy of, of Edward Ed- something Murrow. like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rather and... than the Morning Zoo with K. Crap with Boogerman and the gang. <laughs> yeah, and 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 um and. She, you know, she's just a perfect segue into him saying we need to be on our best behavior because he just looks at her like this is the opposite of what needs to be happening. Mm-hmm. Just like, I, like you, is this real? Mm-hmm. Like, doesn't, I, doesn't Beth say something awesome too? Like, yeah, because he's because uh, Bill's yeah, Ed Bill says Edward R. Murrow. She goes, 
Who's Edward Armero? Yeah. This is one of my favorite scenes. I tried to get a hold of the guy who plays this the part. The random guy. The extra. Yeah, the yeah, random. Yeah, this guy. And uh, he's not an extra gen. He's a five and under. Okay. Give him some respect. I didn't say extra. Did I? You said extra. You, I'm just picking. I'm making fun. I didn't look at what his name is in the credits because it uh, could be Brian. It's not actually Brian. Right. Yeah. I, did, I didn't think to. We to, never his name. No. no. We never find out the poor man's name. <laughs> that is but a he, random guy. I just love this. This just. <laughs> Ernest, like guys, it's been great working with you, which is this perfect just illustration of how if we don't know who they are, then none of these assholes have any idea who this guy is. <laughs> who the hell was that? Lisa says. Well, Bill's not the only self-centered no, one. No, no, well, no, I no. do love that Bill had that prepared speech for if anybody yes. else did this because yep. like, your warmth, your humor, and professionalism <laughs> have made all our loads a little lighter and from time to time. And good luck to you, my friend. It's not unlike when he starts He's got giving... a warm handshake yeah. and a friendly face. <laughs> not unlike when he starts giving people's uh, office supplies back in that in that episode uh, later on when he's got little stories for them too. That's great. Yeah. I think <clears throat> I, I feel like it's probably like, well, I don't have any I get idea who this guy is. He hasn't pissed me off or annoyed me. Mm-hmm. Um if he somehow makes it, I'm in. He remembers who I am now. So mm-hmm. <laughs> win-win. It's true. He's leaving, so I can't be annoyed with him right now. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we end the segment with Matthew coming out of nowhere, not in the entire scene, just sliding his chair into Dave's office and falling and over. And falling over like a fucking idiot. Oh now, I'm wondering it's if that's so brief. Like, he's not in that whole scene. And then, but just at some point, whoosh. they got the just before we cut to the opening theme, yeah. there's going to be a crash for Matthew. And then they just kept going with it. And They're I was just dying. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I'm kind of worried because, uh, like, Paul Sims in the commentary kept would always say, like, the execs were like, the one guy in particular hated using Matthew physical gags before every opening. And the fact that we don't see him until that last second, I'm just yeah. wondering if that's just like, hey, I'm going to stick it to you uh, guys. Like, oh, they no, he's not. There he is. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah. That's a very good point. <laughs> give, give them this false hope that that won't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea. <laughs> Sounds about right. So we're at the first act of the show, end of the first act, which means we're 17 minutes into this episode somehow. Uh, so what we're going to do is take a very brief break <laughs> for a sponsorship message. And we'll be right back. Hey, Alan. Hey, Jason. You know what I did the other night on Friday? Ice cream? Yes, I did ice cream. <laughs> I went I went to downtown Burbank and had some delicious ice cream from CVT Soft Serve. CVT, that's the best kind of ice it cream. It is the best. They've got chocolate. Vanilla. They've got twist. They've got toppings to put on that. They do. They've got, you got your sea salt. You got your sprinkles. You got your other sprinkles. You got your coffee. You can throw some ice cream in that tastes delicious. Exactly right. So you guys should uh, follow them at CVT Soft Serve mm-hmm. wherever you are. And then if you're in Los Angeles, you should go eat their friggin' ice cream. Yeah. Uh, I... They're, they're going to have two trucks soon. What? Yeah. That's double the, I can't say pleasure because that's, that's no, a, no, that's a thing. No, it, it is, deli- it, it, it is, it is the best ice cream I've ever had. And tell Joe we say hi if you see Joe. Yeah. And tell him to give you free ice cream. That won't happen. And if that doesn't work, tell yeah. him Adam Grimes sent you. Exactly right. Yeah. So there we go. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. And we're back. And we're back. So, act two. <laughs> we never do that. No, we never. I do. don't introduce the act numbers. This is still no. actually technically act one, I think. But yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> that was probably just a teaser that we just went through. Yeah, yeah we literally just went just through the, the cold opening, opening Yeah, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Good stuff. So, Lisa just goes. Plugging along. Yep. 
Lisa, Lisa's confronting Dave mm-hmm. about not being able to cover the New Hampshire campaign. Right. And then he uses one of my favorite slash least favorite lines in the history of the show, which is, I will not be harangued into rescinding this directive, <laughs> which is like, it's so over the top. Like, yes, we get it. He's he's smart, man. He has verbal acuity. Good for him. Uh, it's, it's such a weird line. I feel like Dave Foley just ad-libbed that. I don't it, he could, too. He could have. I he really could have. You know? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... Uh, where the fuck were we? Uh, well, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. Yeah, Lisa gets upset. Beth. Beth walks in, just like, uh, what the hell is? She? I see now. Oh yeah, she just walks in. She's like, oh, Lisa, she's she's really angry. And oh yeah, Dave's and he like, accuses her of eavesdropping. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> she, no, she kicked the desk on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> Please give me a break here. <laughs> By the way, can I have the mittens uh, if Lisa <laughs> yeah, doesn't want yeah. them? So clearly she's I, 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 I felt that joke. I wanted to hit so much harder, mm-hmm. but uh, it's such a great joke. It is a good joke. kind of gets mean, passed over a little bit. That's, that's the thing with these. I mean, it, they're so damn dense, yeah. too. Uh, the, uh, reading through the scripts, like seeing how much they chop out is crazy. Really? Yeah. Yes, well, they... they I wonder did they film that the the, the forty however many pages that they actually write. That's a very good question. Uh, I I do remember them in an interview saying that they would film it and then they would cut it mm-hmm. after the fact to just like take the best gags out of it. Sure, so. I would love to see those outtakes. I would love to see any. Of the, oh, I'd love man. to see cut scenes from this damn show. Yeah. We've talked about this before. They shot it on film, so technically they, they should, should release s- this on Blu-ray. No. You know, and that's kind of one of the things. Don't ask me what how we have zero pull, but that's one of the things we'd like to come out of this podcast is yeah, to we see have the show on Blu-ray. Yeah, we got we have pull. Oh, we got pull. Oh, I didn't know, <laughs> guys. We got pull. Whoa, Ex- exciting! What I know. Um, anyway, Mr. James comes up the bill, <laughs> and anytime Mr. James comes in, very excited. I'm very excited. And... Of course, <laughs> of course. Stephen Root's enthusiasm is addictive, and you it's never know what, what it's going to be. It's no. like he's such a gamble. Mm-hmm. And of course, yeah. in this episode, it's. You never even saw it coming. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I don't even know where this idea came from, and I love that they address. Well, I mean, they address in a second. He's decided he's it's April Fools, mm-hmm. but they address the logical problem with it since it comes out in February. They're mm-hmm. like, let's play with the fact that it's February, and he's like, well, of course, nobody's going to be surprised if you do it in April. <laughs> well, he has to go big and go home with with anything yeah, sure. that, that he really gets a knack for. Like, mm-hmm. he can't just go out a bunch of places and meet a woman to marry. He has to, like, make a list of the best women in mm-hmm. the ever. And then, and then, like, you know, figure out which one will marry him. Yeah. Like, you know, so he's like, well, no one will expect if it's not even on that day. Right. You know, uh, what's interesting is we uh, we do also find out Mr. James hates the press, I think, unless mm-hmm. it's his own station, because when Bill tried to introduce him to Scott from... Yep. Yeah. What magazine was it again? Wall Street Journal. Wall Street Journal. Thank mm-hmm. you. He's yes. like, no comment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then again, that's a financial institution paper, so you know is, we know him. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the way he thinks about his money. He doesn't give anybody any secrets except for Beth, mm-hmm. Dave, mm-hmm. and Lisa. And Lisa. In, you know, increments. Yeah. Very small increments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't even think Wall Street Journal, you're absolutely right on that one. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Scott Parker, Wall Street Journal. Yep. Or we think. So we think. <laughs> yes, right. 
<laughs> Don't spoil it now, Alan, because people are clearly people, listening to this. People are going to watch this before they see the they episode. I haven't watched this before. Yeah. They're exploring it for the first I mean, some people might. Hey, if, if some person that's as big a nerd as us has made you watch news radio and you're listening to this because they are and watching it for the first time, awesome, welcome. Yes, right, exactly right. Do you... I also wonder, like, why he default is he defaults to. Uh, you can't do that on television pranks. Exactly, they're all Nickelodeon based. <laughs> like, this is clearly not his generation. No. no. So what? You. By the way, and also, I think it takes a little bit of the fun out of the prank when he splashes. You know, Catherine says water. She gets splashed with the water, and before she gets basically like, nope, there's another outfit waiting for you in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. It's just like, doesn't that take the fun out of the prank that you're... He doesn't <laughs> a little bit. want to get smacked. That's also true. That is, And also it's such true. a great insight into Catherine. Like, that's the only way even Jimmy James is going to get away with mm-hmm. playing the prank on her. Yeah, that's true. That <laughs> and is you, true. Don't, you don't want to get somebody mad at you that's one of the most patient people around because when she turns on you, she turns hard because mm-hmm. she puts up with crap all day. Bill. She's stuck with Bill. Of she she she's surrounded by a bunch of like clueless white people mm-hmm. so she's patient yeah and uh yeah he knows he doesn't want her on the his like to be on her bad he doesn't side. want to be on her bad side yeah yeah exactly he also says man oh manischewitz which is one of my favorite lines that he's ever said <laughs> oh, on the <man>. show <laughs> oh manischewitz oh my god what, what i love about the the nickelodeon thing too is like just one of the great things about news radio is um these just fall out of the sky uh-huh. and mm. th- with no explanation needed yeah oh. no That's a very good setting point. and i and this one of the like beautiful how things many about pails it. are up there, how there ma- yeah, how any other show would have to explain mm-hmm. what yeah. and how and why he did it because it's not just i mean maybe he hired somebody to hang out in the ceiling that's one explanation mm-hmm. because i could see him doing right. that like like well, putting a hose up through the bathroom through the ceiling to have that be the water spot for the day mm-hmm. paying somebody a hundred bucks to right. be the ceiling man Probably or he woman just didn't hire joe mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe he did <laughs> well i really obviously we would never see it but i would be curious as to what the ceiling actually looks like is it tile is it mm-hmm. just rafters what mm-hmm. is yeah. yeah if it's that yeah. if, if it's that office tile then no one can fit up there without breaking through uh, you know i mean it's it's little things like that that make it perfectly legitimate that later on like a coin never falls after they flip it and that like you know eventually all the crazy shit when they there's it's no amazing. you can't jump the shark when you slowly but surely build this mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh-huh. Oh yeah, which is perfect. I I always like the surreal episodes, which they're insane. They're just like, okay, we got away with this so far. Yeah. What what are we it doing does next? Does seem like that's the case. Well, look, he's a billionaire. Mm-hmm. I could I could see him paying a ton of money to get the, those ceilings rigged enough. Mm-hmm. You know, sure. Not not as surreal as we we think sometimes. You know, it's is that is that, <laughs> is that the case? <laughs> no, it's actually probably very surreal. Okay, let's get uh-huh. going. Mm-hmm. Continue. Uh oh yes. Somebody mentioned the green slime, and Matthew said, "You only get this green slime if you said I don't know." And then he's, "What was that, Matthew?" Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's good. They got the right sound effect too. They nailed yeah. that. I did notice the foley. So is it's either a sound trigger, mm-hmm. or there's a ceiling person, and they couldn't hear him. We can only break this down so far. Hey. <laughs> 
I'm just saying. I know. We should get think. the people behind the Nickelodeon show and mm-hmm. have them come on here and see what they think. You go ahead and you make. Those. I'm going to make the phone calls yeah. Can't do right that now. On television? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, those folks. That's the that's the show. Uh, oh, we didn't <laughs> mention earlier that, that Beth is asked to clean out Brian's desk because mm. I guess Brian left all his shit there. Um, at least that's that's what we think has happened. Oh, she like falls for him. His yeah. Desk. Yeah. She immediately starts finding things in his desk. He refers to him as that guy. Uh, his name happens to be Brian Dave. So just lay off, okay? <laughs> oh, I. <laughs> I love. Uh... What the hell did Dave... Oh, you know, I don't have this written down. That's just great. But no, when Dave was just like, oh, no, this is later. Never mind. Let's just keep going. We'll okay, get back let's to it later. Going. This is embarrassing. Let's go I'm off of Adam's notes. Adam, how do your notes look at this <laughs> They're They all kind of bleed into one from over here. Sure, sure. I get it. I, we, I never warn our guests that we do notes, by the way, because I don't want to overwhelm them with like the notes. No, no, thing. they shouldn't. I just do this because yeah. I'm a big idiot if I don't have these. In front sure, of no, me too. I mean, if you're <laughs> if you're to like start saying a quote, then I'd be like, oh yeah, he did say that <laughs> next, <laughs> and then I'd have nothing else to say. Yeah, do If I don't have something in front of me. Yeah, no, I get it. I can't. Oh, she finds a creepy card in there. I think the the one that is. Well, it just says for Beth. I hope I get the courage to give this to you. P.S. If I did give this to you, disregard this. <laughs> That's this <right>. is <laughs> that is frightening. This is <laughs> it. Really, is a little creepy. This is like middle school scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not that I ever wrote that in middle school, guys. <laughs> Alan, do you have anything you want to say? Do you want to talk about it? Wrote some notes in middle school. <laughs> okay. Um, do you uh, do you have your list of Mr. James' wives, or do you have that elsewhere? Is that in your other notes? That's in Ooh. my notebook. Over. Does he mention one of this one? Oh yeah. Yep. Oh yeah. A really one of the I one of the better ones. I made fast oh yes. To this is actually the, yeah. the most memorable one for me that got crossed off the list. Well, that, that girl from Saved by the Bell. She she, yeah. she did a dirty movie. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. So great. Well. I love though that uh, even before that, when mm-hmm. Beth, she's trying to get Mr. James to swear on his tax returns, and she's like, "Ah, pick something else." Again, right another on finance thing. Finance thing. Boom on want it. Nope. Anybody to know? <laughs> no, it's legit. If if I was thinking about this today, if Mr. James were a real person in real life, he, I, he would be insane and I'd hate him. Like, I would be so scared of this man. Totally. He only mm-hmm. works in this surreal universe. Mm-hmm. Like, if you put him in a drama, you know, and Stephen Root could do it, I would love to see a dramatic oh, episode of News Radio. I want that's what Oh I my God, do. can that be the reunion? No, no. It could be one episode. One episode that's so over the I, top. Do the reunion, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when you get picked up for a new season. No, they're not going to do the reunion. You see, like we're, X-Files. We're responsible for the reunion happening. So we all, I mean, at the very least, we have to have extra parts in it. Adam, you in? Extra. Sure. Yep. Okay, yep. absolutely. Yep. And then once you're first season gets picked up like mm-hmm. third episode ish mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. get it mm-hmm. and then you can do a dr- maybe fourth mm-hmm. thing, like ease them into it but yeah, yeah. No, full-on dramatic you episode would be fantastic dra- mm-hmm. like you know i like this but then everybody wait a couple episodes and you can do a live episode sure yeah awesome that's a good idea yeah i'd watch that and be in it and i will be in it this is happening can you watch it while you're in it I'll find a way. Ooh. Well, it happened in Spaceball, so why not? Yeah. Oh. This is now now. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep thinking, like, if they cast me in it, right, so could I play, I'm too old to be any of their sons. Not entirely too old, but mostly. But I know instantly it would be Andy Dick's son, and that's not what I want to happen. 
What right? if you're, what that if would you're, be pretty great, though. It would be good, but I would be touched physically in in unwanted ways if I had to do that. And unwanted. I yeah, thoroughly unwanted. <laughs> it's not Dave Foley. Dave Foley can molest me all he wants. All he wants to, you know. But that's 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 a different situation. <laughs> I did meet him too briefly. You met Dave, Dave Foley? I was I was in an audition and <gasps> and he, we're sitting next to each other. We wound up chatting. Lovely. He goes in the room. I go in the room after he after he leaves. And I'm like. Thank you for having for seeing me right after Dave Foley. The whole room laughed. I did not book the job. Uh, <laughs> a few weeks later, went to a screening with a friend of mine. Took me to a screening, and there's Dave Foley with his two kids. This was a few weeks after I met him briefly in audition. He totally recognized me. Came up, said hi. It's awesome. It's it amazing. Just a really nice back and forth. Hope you enjoy the movie. It was really nice to meet you the other day. He totally remembered me, and I was like forever changed. That's mm-hmm. amazing. A lovely human being. Wow. I've told the story on the show before, but I'm gonna. It, it bears repeating only because it makes me very happy. Uh, I got to, uh, a friend of mine introduced me to Dave Foley uh, at a screening of The Wrong Guy, which is such an amazing fucking film. I don't know if you ever seen it. See it, it if you haven't. So oh, so so good. So you'll love it. It's great. It's very silly. It's delightful. But I met him. Very silly. Got a picture taken with him, and as we're posing for the picture, I just asked, "Is cupping allowed?" And like he deadpan said, yes. It was <laughs> one of my favorite inter. I got to bounce. I got to bounce a joke off of Dave Foley, and, and he got to hit it right out of the park. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was he. Goddamn, it was so good. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah, it was. It was so much fun. Um, so speaking of pranks, mm-hmm. uh, Matthews decided <laughs> to that play. he wants to be. Oh and I love that. This is one of my favorite runs probably he's, in the history of the show. He's, I, he's playing with them like. Anyway, continue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just like 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 an actual like six year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's Joseph, what's so great about just... it. <laughs> just want to see if you want to enjoy a salty nut. <laughs> <laughs> he has never offered unhealthy snacks before, so I love that this just comes out of nowhere mm-hmm. like this. <laughs> and it's also the obvious old school fucking can mm-hmm. that everybody that doesn't all own that same one snacks. yeah leopard print. has has that ever was there ever a can of peanuts that looked like that no. before the no. joke can and then there was just that no. one like <laughs> no right. marble at the bottom to make it sound like yes yeah, right peanuts that's right around. <laughs> yeah, there a couple peanuts peanuts marbles <laughs> yeah right i chew on marbles mm-hmm. no big deal <laughs> and uh but the, this is like the perfect gag i've never seen anybody do this better where Joe says, "Oh, you be careful. Sometimes they mess up, and they put put a real can of nuts." In. <laughs> and as he walks away, <laughs> Joe doesn't even have to stick around to see it happen. No. <laughs> cool. Oh, the old, I got one of the old... good ones. <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> that Tom Sawyer is not going to paint that fence. That's what this reminds yeah. me of. <laughs> yeah, right. Very nice. <laughs> and then he tries to stuff the snakes back in and has a lot of trouble. And oh god, that is hilarious. That is that was cra- that cracks me up. That's right. It keeps it... playing in the background at yeah. the next scene, doesn't it? And the well, conversation that they're having is about his validity as a reporter. <laughs> yeah. And then he co- Matthew comes up and offers it, and Bill has to smack his hand because he has no other recourse. <laughs> yep. yep. He kind of looks around for a split second, and he's like. Even though he it would cause smacks it down. Even though it would uh, cause as much, I feel like it would cause as much as embarrassment as slap. A well, also, I'm pretty sure he had to slap his hand as well, like the reporter's uh-huh. oh, yeah. hand yeah, as yeah, well, yeah. to do so. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, he takes a good long pause, mm-hmm. and then he said, "His father died of a nut overdose, not allergy, a nut overdose." overdose. Don't be. He, I'm sorry. Don't be. He knew what he was getting into. And that is, <laughs> was almost undersung, and that made me die rewatching it today. He knew what he was getting into. <laughs> also, 
Uh, the start of that, by the way, we hear another Bill uh, saying, I'll never forget what Dan Rather told me. He yes. has a, such an obsession with Dan Rather. He really, he really does. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jen, Jen's got some good points about that later. I oh, do. I do for later. About that. Um, uh, God, I can't read my own handwriting. This is fantastic. Cool. Is it back in the break room? Yeah, Please. I'm sure it is. Uh, sure it says something i see the word beth oh he also he also um talks about his musings putting them into a memoir called a journalist's credo uh-huh. yes that is right just uh fyi mm-hmm. we'll talk more about that later mm-hmm. beth is something th- i can't i cannot read this i know uh, she has uh, the in the break room is that where she's she at? uh well she talks about how she went through her steven seagal phase at the same time mm-hmm. that brian which she's cleaning a desk out of. Uh, yes, going right. Through. Mm-hmm. And then she finds, finds some cigarettes. Some cigarettes. You don't smoke. I know. I, I was mad too, but then I found this. Gum. <laughs> He's trying to quit. For, for me. me. For me. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking pathetic. Like she. That's just like her to love the creepiest set of of uh. You know, I can't think of the word right now. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, yeah. These creepy. Things that were kept secret in this man's heart. Like if he'd actually said anything to her, she would have been freaked out and just gone ah, and run away. You know? Totally. Mm-hmm. And she put that big glob of gum in her own mouth. Oh. That was just <laughs> ah. hard. Well, solid. she sets her gum like in all manner of places. That's true. She has put and in I the know freezer. It's not her own gum, places. and that's really gross, mm-hmm. especially since Oof. it's stranger gum. Oof. It's mm-hmm. not even friend gum. It's stranger gum. But like. She and does not care what goes into her like gum, and it's not revealed until later whose gum it actually is. Yeah. That's true. Uh, That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Feels like it makes it worse. Maybe <laughs> is it worse? It's worse. Yeah. It's worse. Um, so uh, Lisa has decided that the way she's going to compete with Matthew to go to New Hampshire um, is a quiz, a little quiz game off. show, mm-hmm. written by I don't remember who he said wrote the 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 questions. Catherine maybe. I don't remember who she said. Uh, I don't know don't if you wrote know. that down. Does not matter. Don't not know. a big deal. Um, but <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, but uh, immediately, I, I just like the first. Like Lisa has the right answer to the first question, but mm-hmm. because she doesn't buzz in, <laughs> Dave's clearly got it out for her too. He's just like he totally. wants to watch her sweat. This is another one of those things where we we talk about when Dave, because he does get turned on by Lisa getting you know angry, upset. He, Jesus, he's such an asshole to her. Oh yeah, like it's yeah, it's hilarious. But mm-hmm. you just watch, like, oh, this is kind of a toxic relationship. Oh yeah, totally. Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. they're very <laughs> like. I mean, you know, you're accidentally rude to you know people you love, but like everyone, nobody's perfect. But like, he does it on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. All the time. Well, I've talked about this before, but I realize that a lot of my own personality, especially in relationships, has come from watching Dave and News Radio. I'm sorry, Jen. Sorry, Jen. I, was very much, I don't know what you're <laughs> talking about. You. Thank Jen, you. Jen lives on the ether, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Neither do I. No. I, yeah, it's... Uh, aw. Uh, yeah, I don't... Every time, I, every time I watch him, I'm like, it's really funny. I'm like, oh, God, I, I absorbed some of that into who I am. <laughs> Like, I, I don't know if it's better that, like, every time I underline a line that I feel like has affected my life, it's either a Dave line or a Bill line. The two people who maybe, maybe not the best people to base your life upon. Sure that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Alan only underlines any dick lines, I think. It's all Matthew mm-hmm. lines. So, yeah. 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 So you're Salted, not anyone. You're falling over <laughs> something. I think, or... 
I think like Vicky Lewis is close. I mean, aside from like the length and uh, of of some of them, mm-hmm. uh, the, those were probably what rubbed off on me. Yeah. Yeah. She informed your life heavily. Yeah, I mean, like other people too, but sure. But definitely whoever did her costumes. Oh well, no, I understand. Yeah, that makes sense. Not that you have clothes because you're on the ether, as we've established. I but. mean, yeah, but you know, you can feel an outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if you can feel what you're wearing mm-hmm. in the ether. I see. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The uh, more you know. And I, it, yes. I just love in this situation how Matthew is the biggest idiot, but. The one thing that he is an expert on mm-hmm. is, is, is New Hampshire because mm-hmm. he said it just so happens to have a lot of relatives in New Hampshire and they always calling me to talk because they are shut ins. <laughs> yeah, he knows. He so sounds much. embarrassed, by the way. Like I know. Even for him to be embarrassed about family members, yeah. him of all people. They must be some real fucking outcasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Just bigger cat people even than he is. But he does have one of my favorite lines in this, which is just, again, it's just the way, it's just the line read, which is, that'd be Naki Loeb, the editor of the paper. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. The name Naki Loeb is fantastic, but hearing him say it, he's very, he's almost Smathew in this because he actually knows something about Mm -hmm. something, you know what I mean? Almost. Almost. He's not quite, he's not a pretentious ass about it. No. Um, I can't wait to leave. I, I also want to know why he's in here because when he finds out that he's won, he can't go because his cats will kill him. Yeah. So, like, what is his logic going in here? Like, yeah. what, yeah. oh, fun game. I think that is what it is. And he immediately <laughs> knows all the rules of the game and he's uh-huh. into the game. Uh-huh. But then when it's over, he's. He just likes games. He's like a shut in just like his family. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. he, he just likes part people asking him to actually participate in things because they're horrible to him. Yes, he's very annoying, mm-hmm. but if you actually thought about being in his shoes in a very serious way, it'd be so depressing mm-hmm. in that environment. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. They don't even check if he like needs to go to the hospital most of the time. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's called responsibility, David. Wake up and sniff it. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut to Beth, who has been for five hours, it is revealed, going through Brian's desk. (laughs) Which means she's been sitting and pondering individual items. It's not like she does a lot of work. work Yeah, it's true. I love Dave's reaction, though, when she just says, Brian and I are having some problems. And he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry, Beth. I didn't know. Oh, for crying out loud. Like, just that so term. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is being sincere, and then suddenly you realize, what am I doing? What? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Brian. <laughs> it doesn't even occur to her that it doesn't matter that she doesn't know, that it's horrible that she doesn't know his last fucking name. <laughs> so stupid. And then, uh, yeah, we're towards we're getting towards the end of of the story with with Lisa. Where oh fuck, sorry, give me a second. Why don't you continue, Alan? Because I can't. We're getting toward the end of the story <laughs> with Lisa. Uh, mm-hmm. But yes, Dave says tells Lisa that she's going, and she asks him, "How come Matthew's not?" And I love the line reasoning, which is apparently if he's away from his home for more than thirty minutes, his cats start plotting against him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 
And then Catherine comes in with the, oh, someone must have sexed you up good over lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course, Lisa, Lisa immediately defends and then out of nowhere under the bus. <laughs> oh, come on, hon. That was a grade A love em up. Be proud. <laughs> grade A love em up. <laughs> and while Catherine's walking away, he's like, and she does this thing. So fucking evil. So evil. I love it. Uh, it, uh, it is the beginning of Evil Dave, which is, is that season four or season five? I'm trying to remember. I think it's season five. It's like mm. where he's, he decides he's Evil Dave. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can't remember if it's four or five. The folks out there will, will know. They'll be able to correct I me. I think it's five, actually. Yeah. But don't quote me. I was hoping to get some tweets, by the way, and some voicemails and some emails. Oh, give me a second. Let me tweet. I don't know. Alan, that doesn't, Sorry. That doesn't, doesn't really help. help the situation. No. Listen, guys, if you're out there and you have questions or comments or impressions of character, I don't give a fuck what you do. Just email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. You can call us. The number's on our goddamn Twitter. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. 646-something-something-something-WNY. Shut up. I can pull it up if I absolutely have to. Just saying, I want this show to be more interactive. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who listen, which is super exciting. Um, But I'm I'm trying to find the number as we speak. Uh, Okay. So, Adam, what do you got going on? (laughs) I was just looking up the the number of the show as well. Oh. Uh... I love this next part, by the way, which would take so much rigging to actually mm. accomplish in real life. And he'd have to know that Bill was going to sit down in that exact chair. <laughs> and Bill unless, again, unless there are a lot of other spots that are mm-hmm. rigged that we just don't know about. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Uh, the phone number, by the way, 646-801-WNYX. Um, and again, you can email us, you can call us, tweet at us, whatever you want to do. Uh, but so, yeah, Jason and I were arguing who was in this gorilla costume. I thought it could be Jimmy James. I like that idea. Yeah, there is a gorilla costume that runs by skates by skates by. Skates by. He said balloons. he said he was too serious of a man to do it. I didn't but, say too but, serious. I just don't think he would do that because I feel like that would be he would consider that beneath him. He'd rather hire somebody to do it. I literally but, had both of your brains in my head today as I watched it. I thought yeah. of those exact yeah. same warring ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, listen, there's nobody that can take a photograph of him and put him in the wa- actual Wall Street Journal mm-hmm. uh, as being in a gorilla costume because mm-hmm. they can't prove it. Sure. He can go in his favorite room, the bathroom, and change. That is true. Not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And he can do a I'm so happy I'm pranking you dance in the gorilla costume. That is true. That's and I can see Jimmy James as being eerily good at roller skating, just being yeah. one of his talents. Sure, yeah. sure, who knows? <laughs> he does have a lot of random And talking to you about it seriously, yeah. like, why wouldn't I? Yeah, right. You know what I find? <laughs> it just kind of clicked with me now. The Goofy Ball episode, mm-hmm. when Matthew tries to throw the ball at him, and Mr. James is like, Matthew, do I look like the sort of person who would enjoy a game of Goofy Ball? <laughs> He's like, no. But all of a sudden, these ridiculous pranks, you? he's fine. But <laughs> wouldn't you? I think you are. Yeah. Think I think he bought it mm-hmm. for a reason. It's probably true. It's mm. probably very true. But yeah, Bill starts floating as he's talking <laughs> to the um, journalist. You're literally hovering six feet in the air. This is a special radio chair. It's a trade secret. <laughs> Can't say. <laughs> so dumb. You are an unflappable journalist. Mm-hmm. These veins, nothing but ice water. And yeah. maybe one of my favorite acting moments of all time. Such too. a good beat that it. Such a good beat, but I can't imagine anybody else being able to hold that. Oh, I know. Like you, you'd see even a little like a start if, so... they, if they got splashed with water. 
perfectly still. Still. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. <laughs> Side note, Phil Adam, so did Phil Hartman, like who, did you, anybody on this show, I mean, Phil Hartman's like my hero, so when he went onto a sitcom, I was like, holy shit, and then like, it infected the rest of my, like, acting. Like, is there anybody on the show, or anything on the show, if it's your favorite sitcom, that like, influenced your acting? You know, uh, it, I mean, you don't always notice it. Uh, it's not always obvious, but. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, b- both Dave and Phil, mm-hmm. uh, in many ways, uh, Dave's, uh, slyness and his intelligence was very infectious to me mm-hmm. but also I had this um, now that I'm I'm older I don't do it as much but at the time I just had this inherent physical comedy that I would do mm-hmm. and um, I actually was on a sitcom once and did a pratfall and they stopped the whole show because they thought I'd really really injured myself mm-hmm. and I hopped up I'm like no 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 do you want to do it? go again and I always just did love Andy Dick's character mm-hmm. but I loved Matthew Furr's pratfalls I really oh yeah did. oh yeah. yeah he's a brilliant physical comedian yep unbelievable brilliant <clears throat> where can we find this sitcom Adam? that this was um, it was a show called Quintuplets mm-hmm. and uh uh Andy Richter. Like Andy Richter, I remember that. Oh, was the shit. dad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I and I played uh the eldest daughter's boyfriend for two episodes. That's awesome. Ooh. It was really fun. That's it was so really good. fun. Everybody was wonderful. That's so awesome. good. It was a great experience. Yeah. Did Andy Richter also think you hurt yourself or He was not in that scene. It was just the kids. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they did. I like to think that if had he been there, he would have run over to you and picked you up in his arms and like carried mm-hmm. you to the I think he would have. The mom might have. Yeah. She was so sweet. She's just the loveliest. <laughs> yeah. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Sorry. I distracted us. I just want to know what your influences were. It's important to me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is just a great turn. After everything seems to be settled, he's going to go call his publicist. Mm-hmm. And, uh,. You can try oh, as you I li- might. Nobody makes a fool of Bill McNeil. <laughs> yes, that's right. I'm sorry. I keep forgetting. Yep, there right is that. Right before. <laughs> I also like when he's chasing the reporter every he says he is doing the story. He's just like, what do you want? I have brooding with glasses, brooding without glasses, happy with glasses, happy without. <laughs> Send them all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he returns the reporter for a second because he's got another question for him, which is, is, is it warm in here? Uh, is that what? I'm feeling kind of hot. And this kind of just like average bodied guy. <laughs> just, I think it's one of the funniest things of it. Because like it's got to be a believable reporter. Mm-hmm. This nerd starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> I mean, he's in shape. The guy's in shape. Yeah. I'm not picking on the guy. He's right. in very good shape. Right. But he doesn't look like it's Chippendale. Right. Right. That'd right. be a little we hard have, We believe. have no six pack. Yeah, yeah, it's not like John Cena walked in with glasses and, and then starts taking the clothes off. He's got to look believable. You know. <laughs> um... Yes, Jimmy, you got me. Kudos. And then what does he say? I don't remember what he says next. But Mark my words. Mm-hmm. I will get you back for this. I will have my revenge. <laughs> have my revenge. Oh, yeah, Bill, how are you going to do that? I don't know. Fucking, fucking slime. Because <laughs> of course he's going to declare revenge. Mm-hmm. So of course you're going to ask that. Yeah. yeah and you're going to plan for it ahead of time if you're already... Doing ceiling stuff? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's true. I can almost guarantee there is not an extra outfit for Bill. That is true. Yeah, that you're no. like Jimmy James, no. No, no <laughs> because what is he going to do to his boss boss? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. And he He's going to do a nothing. In yep. fear and pride, he will walk away dressed as he is. <clears throat> just, just covered in gross. <laughs> and then uh, he's going to go drink at home a lot. Mm-hmm. That's absolutely true. 
And, and anyone in the elevator, he will talk about the betrayal that just happened of to course. him. Of course. Yeah. yeah. That's very true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then Beth is alone. Well, she wants to be alone with Brian's desk for a while. <laughs> oh, my God. Then who we think is Brian walks back in. Well, there's also a really nice line from Dave right there who's like, I remember my first time alone with Lisa's dad. (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. (laughs) It's such a dumb line, too. It doesn't mean anything. Anything. But, you know, it sounds sounds like a joke, and those are solid on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And, yeah, then Beth kisses Brian, quote-unquote Brian. (laughs) And then the real Brian walks in. (laughs) Who's like this really, like, old creepy looking dude like it's like <laughs> poor actor I yeah think. well no i mean, I mean he doesn't got, he just about it doesn't look anything Beth, like right? I, yeah he yeah. doesn't look anything like fake brian right right and he comes in grumpy because somebody <laughs> took all the crap off his desk so i love he doesn't her. look pleasant at the moment because he's mad yeah so this random guy who quit, they had no idea what desk he was at. Is that what's going on? Or did oh, Beth just take the wrong that, desk? Not even like facial recognition, right. it seems Well, like. I mean, not Dave does that. say, do you know Brian? Brian Brian left. So somebody, there's a miscommunication that early on. Uh, yeah. Uh, like, who said he left? I don't know, Brian? Like, it <laughs> must have been how it went. And then they just assume. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Okay, so now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. We're at the end of that plot. But we're not at the end of the show because there's a lot that happened with Bill here. So that means it's a little time for a segment called The Real Deal with Bill McNeil with Jen on the ether. Hey, guys. Hey. So, um, oh, man. So, I mean, we all know Bill has a big ego and uh, he wants to seem impressive to everyone like not not just like a good person or anything but like a big figure sure Mm -hmm. and um you know uh, uh, he's so hungry for it he doesn't even question why someone from the wall street journal would be doing anything on him Mm -hmm. Uh, you know there's been plenty of people that have come in where he talks about who he is and they're like who are you? Mm-hmm. You know, so like, like Jamie Khan. He's we, not Jimmy Dan Khan Rather. He really, really, really wants to be Dan Rather, but um, you know, he's not. It's not like he's hitting on topics like like this is the greatest generation and here's why. He's like, <laughs> here's this petty opinion I have, and let me tell you why it's right. <laughs> It may be about taxi cabs or this or that. Not that taxi cabs aren't important, but come, not no. It's not the the scope is uh, a lot different. So um, he doesn't even question it, and it, mm-hmm. and it, like the guy comes in right after he he sees everyone else getting pranked thoroughly, like like. Does he prank Dave? Does Jimmy James prank Dave? Uh, no, episode. I think the there was a possibility, but it doesn't happen. Yeah, then yeah. maybe they cut it or something. Cause he got uh, did he get Joe? No, no Joe. I no Joe would probably he got everyone else. It was interesting. I was trying to break this dark. whole episode down in terms of what's the A story and what's the B story yeah. and what's the C story or runner. And I feel like there was almost dual A's because there was the best story was actually pretty big, and then there was mm-hmm. the the Lisa Dave situation. And I feel like the runner was the pranks, and I feel like they really didn't hit the game 
of the prank yeah. until the water hit Bill, and then all of a sudden we realize, oh, I feel like he should have been trying to get Bill particularly all along from the beginning. Ah, they kind of started that game point. a little late. Yeah, but, but he was because but he off. called a dude way ahead before probably anybody else's pranks were called. It probably happened days before. He had to hire that guy. <laughs> he had to find somebody willing to like at least partially strip in front of a bunch of people and act decently well all day. As an as an interviewer yeah. from a yes. a publication, yeah. Yes, and 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 actually have questions that. Well, actually, you know what? Strippers are he, intelligent people. He well, sure, and but also, um, how how many questions does he even actually ask him? I feel like it's mostly just Bill blathering oh, on. You know what? I wonder. Yep. I wonder if he told this. Uh, stripper beforehand just like don't worry about asking too many questions he's just gonna go on it's true to sit by him these are the things that i like imagining like the 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 planning of things that that yeah. surprise a character on this show like the people that set it up like cause they're doing this crap all the time sure jimmy but james like, is like just tell him your name and where you're from and that's all I, you have i to love do imagining these conversations <laughs> because they're just as funny as the thing that ends up happening because it's just it's such a ridiculous situation that these people are in like half the time. But um, because he just wants to talk about himself nonstop, he doesn't notice that he's not being asked a lot of questions. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't think about it. He doesn't think about, well, what's my, because of course he knows that people, if they can be out to get him, are totally fine with watching him fail and will enjoy it. He's said it before. Like mm, yeah. he drank himself like so much, like like so deeply. Like uh, when he was trying to write his book. And speaking of his book, so he tries to write a book. He actually has a real book deal. Mm-hmm. Screws it up because he just he can't do anything. He has people he actually knows actually watching what he's doing and he knows there's like real people mm-hmm. that might actually be real fans one day that will read this and 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 decide whether they care about him or not when he has this real book deal and he fails because he just the pressure's too great and he can't think of what he is but what he's best at is BSing to strangers mm-hmm. besides plotting with people he knows because he knows them so well that he knows the ways that he can at least temporarily pull one over on them even though in the end it doesn't usually work out like he's very good at the game like like except for maybe fumbling at the end like in the end zone you know like (laughs) he he um so so for this he's bsing so well he has a title for his book even though he already failed at doing that and couldn't even come up with a title before for his real book. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it so well because th- this is just like a stranger guy that's going to give him some like free attention. Yeah. You know, and if it's and, free. And if that if that interviewer had actually asked him, well, what's chapter one about? He would have made something and he actually might have actually come up with a book. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Or maybe he would have blanked because he was actually being a question. But I don't think so. I think I think you're probably right. <laughs> It's, That's a great insight. It's, it's so touchy with him because he has like, oh, he, I mean, I he has a big fine. ego, but he really, it's not like a confident ego. He just, 
needs it so that he doesn't feel as like look stupid to other people like he feels most of the time. I feel like he could have wrote that book uh, if it was titled Advice from Bill McNeil, not his biography. Yep. Yep. I think that would have If it was all it. opinions yep. and stuff, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because he would be deflecting off himself and just talking about things in the world. Like, he could mm-hmm. have, like, a pundit-style book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It would also Easy. be the biggest BS book ever. But oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, not a guide um, to life book. And, <laughs> and he couldn't come with, with with one anecdote like for his own book, but he's like talking about Dan Rather like it's nobody's business. I hope it's real, but who knows? Um any bets as to whether or not he's actually met Dan Rather? Right, because uh, in a few episodes, we're also going to discover that he's not entirely sure what some of these men look like. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the president episode. I forgot episode. about that. That's amazing. That was a janitor, Bill. Like, he doesn't quite remember what everybody... He's a fucking idiot. Yep. And uh, I really just want to bring up that I really like the line that he's, that when the gorilla runs into the room dancing with balloons, he says, Delivery man, best meatball subs in town. <laughs> <laughs> just without batting an eye. Just... <laughs> I'm used to this. This happens all the time. What are you talking about? I barely notice. Um... And then on that chair, he's just so, he can't look stupid to this guy. He just has every bit of his effort into it, and he's ready for it. And, you know, he pull, he pulls it off. It's just that, you know, he's not real, so. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's just so, he's so human. He has to be so, like, He's not even going to talk about how humiliated he is or get angry with anyone afterwards. He's just going to, he's just, he's going to get drunk for like a week, I think. Yeah, probably true. Because, because this is pretty bad. And it's his boss's boss, so. Yeah. There's nothing he can do about it. He's just got to kind of eat it. (laughs) And uh, that's our show, folks. That's not our show. It's <laughs> the end of your segment. That's our segment, folks. <laughs> this has been The Real Deal with Bill McNeil. Trying to come near the whole damn show. Take it over. I get it. I get it. Well, you did leave for that. I you, did leave for yeah. a moment. They didn't hear that, you know. They couldn't hear well, me. Well, they know now. They couldn't hear me peeing. They know now. I don't think they could hear that. I didn't we bring a microphone in with on me. Bless. <laughs> um so okay let's uh let's do favorite uh we didn't tell you this either we do favorite moments and favorite quotes so if something pops into your head Mm -hmm. don't feel pressure okay but But, feel pressure but feel pressure um i'm gonna start with my favorite moment which is bill on the chair being slowly raised (laughs) into the air it's beautiful it is beautiful and that's probably my favorite moment how about you alan mine is uh actually i mentioned before when (laughs) Beth is at the desk and says, you know, yeah, Brian and I, we, we've been having some problems. And just Dave's response, just being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. Just like that turn. <laughs> I love that whole exchange. Just like that wonderful sincerity to switch over to. Mm-hmm. Why am I here? It's, just... <laughs> it's a Jen. wonderful moment. I. Um, There's so many. There's a lot of good Bill moments. And I'm just going to switch it up and say Vicky Lewis putting gum all over her face. Yeah. It's just. Awesome, it's man. priceless and it could have gone on for like another minute or two and <laughs> still probably been pretty good. 
Especially when she says, I think I'm going to puke. Such a kid. It's awesome. <laughs> How about you, Adam? Um, I definitely, when um, uh, when Dave and Lisa were having the real s- serious dis- discussion about Matthew's um, qualifications while he struggles with the snakes <laughs> <laughs> for like three minutes behind them, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't, that's my favorite. That is really good. Can't get them in the can. He's like chasing them. He's like flailing his legs around mm-hmm. he's chasing them. Just, oh my God. I'm going to say my favorite line is, cool, I got one of the good ones, just because he yells it. <laughs> That's probably my favorite. Mine's going to be just because I think it has very little to do with the rest of the episode, but I've quoted it so many times with my friends. It's just the uh, uh, Mr. James saying, yeah, but it was down to 20. You know that sweet girl from Saved by the Bell? She did a dirty movie. <laughs> like, I love <laughs> Jen, That's do you have favorite. one? <laughs> I like Nut Overdose. Yeah. But I also like Delivery Man, Best Meatballs Up in Town. That is really funny. That is really funny. How about you, Adam? Does well, anything come to mind? Yeah, I, I do. I, I, I don't have it uh, verbatim in front of me, but it was when, uh, probably when Matthew buzzed in, and then Dave immediately, <laughs> in his line, I just love that, nope, sorry, you're wrong. You didn't <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. great. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, that is, that's our episode now, Jim. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. <laughs> you're welcome. Um, Jen, since you're on the ether, do you have anything to promote? World peace. Cool. Mm. That sounds nice. good. Where, is there a website for that? Yeah. Um, Where do we go? Just uh, look up hashtag resist and start from there, maybe. <laughs> okay. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Uh, Adam, since you're a guest, what do you have? This comes out tomorrow. So what do you want to promote? Um, well, if uh, we'd love for you to check out our YouTube station. It's uh, OBS, O-B-V-S, mm-hmm. and it's uh, YouTube.com backslash O-B-V station. And you can see a bunch of our sketches and uh, yuck yucks. Best? Can we say best known for the Grey Poupon ad? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the viral Grey Poupon ad. Um, and and you'll also the see dick sporting, the, both the... of these, Jen, all three of them in different things that we've done over time. That's a good point. Yep. The, you've been in two, you've been in one, and you've been in one. The peanut at the bar thing actually was one of my favorites. That it was so simple. That's oh, kind of loved it. So hey, good. Oh, go check it out. Man. I'm not gonna spoil it. Spoil it. Just go no. check it out. And <laughs> no, it's so good. <laughs> so good. Alan, have oh wait, where, are you on Twitter? And where can they find you? Yes, yes, you can find me uh, at Learn from Grimes mm-hmm. on the Instagram, and I think is tw- on Twitter as well. Awesome, Alan. What's up? What's new? Uh, well, you can find me on Twitter at Alan A L L E N. R U E C K E R T. Easy to remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would actually say go back and check out the Who with an exclamation point productions YouTube page uh, where last year we did a Making a Milk Spiller parody of uh, Making a Murderer because you'll mm. f- see these two funny oh, yeah. SOBs in there <laughs> and they make me laugh a lot. So go check that out. Well, can't say I care for the language, but thank you anyway. <laughs> Sorry, no, I'm sorry, basically Jimmy James quote. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter at jklam, jklamm. I'm on youtube.com/jklamm. But the thing people are actually watching right now is uh, if you go to youtube.com/comedyonvinyl, I'm listening to a comedy album a day. I'm a little bit behind, but I am listening to one a day and kind of reviewing them and talking about them for like ten minutes at a time. So I'm up to like fifty now. So check those out. Um, uh, Jen's writing something in the ether for me to. Uh, oh, that's I don't that's that's not I'm not involved with that yet. So once that comes out, then I'll I'll, I'll talk about it. 
So Ooh, I'll talk about it in the next episode. Um, but that's oh no, and then since this does come out tomorrow, you need to see these two fabulous sons of bitches in a drinking game, uh, Princess Bride, which I cannot be in. Oh. Uh, you should be there, I, and I cannot be in. You should be there. Uh, it because I'm I'm helping out with Jimmy Pardo's Podcastathon, which benefits Smile Train. Uh, on this is all this is on uh, uh, March fourth, right? March fourth, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. these guys are fantastic. They're brilliant. This is the best Wesley. This is the best Prince on Perdink. These guys are better than the originals. That's what I'm going to say. We're losing our best Count Rugen. I know. But I'm not losing it. Just for one show. We're I'll be... losing our best Count Rugen. But am I being murdered? Am I being murdered? What is it? I mean, He'll be back for the next if one. If you no could way. see these two as Humperdinck and Rugen together, I mean, it's just magic. Well, thank you. Magic. Just do an encore performance later. I agree. We should. We should. I agree. That should absolutely happen. Anywho, make sure you guys are subscribed here. Um, please email us. Call us. I'll say the number. I already said the number. But uh, you can definitely email us. Freakzilla at scopenet.com. That is real. We did get that email address. Um, that is about it. Except for to say one other thing, which is catch, catch you later, B-Cakes. Dispatches from Fort Awesome, a news radio podcast, is part of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Alan Rickard and Jason Klom, and our theme song was composed and performed by Michael Warden. Have questions? Call and leave us a voicemail at 646-801-WNYX or email us at freakzilla at scopenet.com. Please subscribe to Dispatches from Fort Awesome on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write us a review. It helps. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at WNYX News Radio. Visit stolendress.com to listen to our other podcasts, watch videos, and imbibe freely of our multimedia content going back 15-plus years. Big day today, Dave.